Welcome to the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. You're listening to Marcus Hand, editor of Sea Trade Maritime News. Today we are in conversation with Mikhail Skow, managing director of Veracity by DNV. The industry client platform was launched five years ago, and Mikhail will be talking to us about the achievements, challenges, and what lies ahead for Veracity. Mikhail, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Thank you. Just to start off with, could you give our listeners a background on Veracity? Sure. So Veracity was created in 2017 as part of DNV's digital strategy that came into play in 2015. So we had this hypothesis that we need to take digital into the core of our services in order to deliver on our purpose, safeguard life, property, and environment. So something needed to be done on the infrastructure side and the digital side. As you and we all know, software is, is eating the world. Data and algorithms are now core components So how we run our society and also the industry operations. We as DNV and our customers need to treat it like a first-class citizen to manage safety and risk. If you then fast forward to today, we see that this hypothesis is kind of being confirmed. Our customers are telling us they need to digitize, to decarbonize. So this use case is kind of universal. And seems like it's difficult to move forward for the industry without data-driven decision-making and trust in the simulations and the predictions we can make. Yeah, you're obviously seeing that demand now, as you say, from your customers that need to digitize. It's been five years since the launch of Veracity, I believe. What would you see as the biggest achievements in that time? So we have a few. I think the first I would mention is around the emissions use case. So Veracity and DNV has been picked by the industry leaders to provide the trusted emissions accounting scheme for Scope 1 and Scope 3 for maritime shipping. In hard competition with a lot of other players, we have done something right. We also have managed to create a simulation engine for maritime emissions that is also been used by customers when they lack data. So it has some kind of it's good enough, even though it's not perfect, to fill in the gaps required by, uh, by stakeholders. So I'm proud of that. Secondly, we have launched a digital marketplace. We had our first transaction in 2018. Big transformation for DNV and also for our partners, starting to take the digital commerce into the B2B space and maritime. And we have a 50% year-over-year growth. Still, you can say it's an innovative dilemma. The revenue is not big enough to really move the needle for DNV, but the change uh, growth is good. So if we manage to continue on that trajectory, we will see um, real impact. So that's the Rusty Marketplace. I think the third achievement, which is kind of not seen so much from the outside, is how Rusty is playing with the rest of DNV. DNV being a 160-years-old company, going digital is, is not easy just like for most companies. But over the past years, we've seen that there is a trust and partnership model inside DNV, where Veracity has been uh, leveraged by our core business for shaping the future of assurance and going digital with our assurance services, that being you know, digitizing class, but also new offerings. And of course, for us, that's uh, super important because DNV is the scaling machine and the brand we need to use to be able to compete. And would I be right in saying it's not just the sort of standalone product veracity, but also then integrates into lots of other offerings within DMV from what you're saying? Yes, you can call it an assurance 
platform, a maritime industry cloud, if you are more like into the IT space, where we have maritime layer on top of the hyperscaler. We are running on the Microsoft cloud, could have been Amazon, but you know, we put the maritime layer on top of that. And of course, the assurance services and the, and the cloud services from DNV is the services that drives the data at scale and with the data quality that benefits our customers. Okay, thanks for explaining that a bit further. Well, we just talked about the achievements there. Obviously, there's always going to be a flip side in business, especially with something new. So what are the biggest challenges you've faced with Veracity over the last five years? First, I would say that when we launched the, the data platform 2017, we, we did it together, you know, ABB did the same, Kongsberg and, uh, you know, data is the new oil. It was in The Economist. So a lot of expectations from management side that, uh, you know, this will kind of disrupt and create a lot of value very fast. So expectation management towards our stakeholders also made a challenge, you know, uh, explain that this is a slow journey. It's a kind of a marathon and it's not something that one company or one business unit can do alone. That has overcome now. I think the leadership around the world in the companies have matured. There are more competence on board in the boards and also the, the top management. So it's much easier. The main challenge for Veracity is, is the inertia, uh, major inertia in, uh, in the maritime industry. It's an old industry. It's not changing fast. It cannot really change fast either because, you know, the ships are built and they last for many years. And DNV is part of this inertia. We are a trust anchor and uh, our customers don't want DNV and our rules and standards to change very often. People want predictability. So that's kind of uh, understandable. But for Veracity being a new venture, I need to prove value and grow fast. And that's kind of uh, contradicting uh, an industry that's not moving very, you can say, fast on the digital agenda. So that's been the main challenge. We need to move fast, prove value fast, and uh, people around us don't have the same urgency to change and kind of innovate. That said, I think the use cases now with the societal pressure on the decarbonizing the world is helping a lot. It has kind of given a, a driver, uh, and it comes from uh, EU, it comes from uh, the finance side, you know, a need for change. And this change needs to be data-driven. So that has helped us a lot. And we've seen this the past two years, maybe. That was not present in 2017. So that says that pressure has grown on the industry, not just shipping, but actually globally across all industries, on emissions and the environment. Yeah. The fact that the financing side has stepped in and um, are taking this into consideration and, and the fact that chartering side of shipping is uh, starting to evaluate the emissions as part of their selection of, uh, of shippers. I'm going to come back a bit to that later on. You know, obviously, you talk there about data. That's the sort of foundation of what you're doing. One of the issues that I hear a lot about just yesterday was at a Norwegian-Singapore event, and this came up, actually, and that was data quality and the importance of that data quality. Maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about how DMV can ensure the quality of the data that it's using in Veracity. When DNV is, is doing its services, we are checking uh, typically data against the standard or some, some clear acceptance criteria. Just like with your tax form, we are relying that the customer is submitting quality data. So it's a kind of a, a trust between the customer and us. And the responsibility for that kind of compliance check is on the data quality is on the customer side, just to be clear on that. So this is, it's been, a, of course, a challenge for 160 years, I guess. That's important. 
There are, of course, now things turning digital and and uh, kind of more invisible. There needs more tools, you know, for everyone to ensure that data has the quality needed, and that's of course important for DNA, but also for customers. And we are using uh, machinery to do that. We have a data quality engine implementing um, data quality checks according to a recommended practice. DNA has a recommended practice for data quality and assuring maturity of uh, data management. And we are implementing that in Veracity. And for the, the 10,000 ships that we have running on the operational vessel data feed, we are running checks every day, or all the time, basically. If you combine that with cross-checks against AIS and other data sources, you can find outliers that are fed back to the customer. So you're taking data from some 10,000 ships, is that correct? Yeah, so DNV has services for 10,000 ships, and Veracity is, is running that data pipeline. Okay, that's quite a serious quantity of data. Just coming on a little bit to data management, one of the concerns that you hear quite often in shipping is this idea of sharing your data with someone else. Shipping likes to keep things to itself. How do you ensure for your customers that they're comfortable in sharing their data and it will be anonymized if you know necessary? Rest of this, you can say, used in two ways. When the customer is buying an insurance service, class service from DNV, it's the class contract that regulates the use of data. And DNV is complying to that agreement. I think the simplified version of that is that DNV is allowed to use that data for improving safety at sea and set of benchmarking services. It's nothing new. It's been there for a long time. When the customer is using Racities for his own performance enhancement, it's basically they are managing the use of the data. We have a data workbench where the customer is managing their own data and they are sharing and consenting, kind of sharing consent for use of data. So Veracity is not involved in that. So we are just in that case only in IT infrastructure and then we base our security on the on the Microsoft Cloud. Okay, so the customer still has control over its data in that particular case. Yes. Looking more broadly, how does Veracity manage this data? And what, what, do you, what do you do that others can't? You mentioned a number of other companies who all sort of came into this space around the same time. There are a few advantages we have. First, Veracity is industry cloud in operation. There are 18,000 companies connected. 70% of these companies are playing in the maritime industry. On a monthly basis, we have 32,000 active users. So this is around 10% of our uh, user base. And of course, for an IT entrance or a new company coming into the space to establish this kind of user base, it takes a long time. So that's an advantage. We have over the past five years built a data management cloud service and data products that are specific for maritime use cases and enforced by maritime standards. So DND being a standards organization, our role is to implement the standards that have scalable impact. So we, of course, have a lot of domain knowledge on the industry standards and can implement that in software. And this infrastructure is used at scale by customers for emission services and digital class. The fact that DNA is being one of the leading class societies give a scaling advantage with a lot of data fit for purpose. Equally difficult to copy. Yeah, understood. That whole thing of scale, what does that provide when you start getting data from 10,000 ships? What does that give? Let's say it wouldn't if it was like a thousand. Gives a few things. If you start with the, the partner network in Veracity, the fact that we have standardized data pipelines for shipping gives an opportunity for our partners to connect at low cost. And then we can t- together serve a customer with a more automated, integrated offering. 
you know, the future-proof company is automated data integration. We see that in our partner network that companies that maybe a few years ago was seen as competitors is now connecting and then we're combining complementary offerings that are competing in the market. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is that data at scale used with consent can be used to calibrate models. And I mentioned emissions and decarbonization challenge. One of the key use cases that companies need is looking into the future, you know, simulating different kinds of business scenarios. Could be for buying ships, selling ships, chartering ships. And these models are, of course, not perfect. But with reference data, with high quality, at scale, you can calibrate models that give you the best kind of trusted algorithms for predicting different future scenarios. And that's difficult to copy. So you, you can use that to give you a better picture of how a particular asset would perform in various scenarios, I presume. Yeah. DNV is using that with consent from data owners on our emissions prediction. Okay. Stay with emissions, though, actually. I mean, shipping has a lot of environmental regulations coming up, both globally and regionally. And yesterday, in terms of when we were recording, EEXI and CII officially came into force from the IMO. So how does Veracity help with compliance with all these various different regulations that are coming up? On this topic, we rely on the DNV maritime domain expertise. We are a small uh, business unit, 190 people. DNV maritime is a big maritime expert unit. That's the kind of role division in DNV. And DNV maritime, they provide services to help customers to stay compliant and with the related decarbonization plans. Our role is to implement, you know, as I mentioned before, the data pipelines and the um, connectivity needed to execute efficiently. We also provide channels for tools. So one example is the latest release of the SEEM SEMP3 free tool. So one example is the latest release of the SEMP3 tool by the uh, Maritime Advisory. It's now available for free on the Rasty Marketplace, helping customers to comply with uh, the latest regulations. Just one example. So this is just to give a picture to our listeners. The marketplace, this would be something more like an app store, is it? Or how does it work? It's an industry app store. The difference, I would say, is that first DNV and many of the kind of vendors in the industry is providing services. So for us, offering from DNV is a service, is human kind of offering combined very often and more often with software. So while an app store and a mobile is typically pure software, many of these services are a kind of combination. So that's a difference. But some tools are pure software kind of apps. Another difference from a B2B marketplace is that to really get advantage in your business, you need to integrate it with your own infrastructure. And that's why Veracity has this application network where we integrate into the company's infrastructure and the data standards. So it is more complex than um, buying a game on the app store. Yeah, understood. How does the process for that work? Is that companies approach you? How does how does that come together? It's a good question. Also, given the brand of DNV and the kind of independent roles, the way we are playing this game is that we talk to the customers, and we have a use case they need to solve. If it's a service that is kind of provided by DNV that needs integration partner, we basically work with that vendor that the customer is deciding, and then we integrate. Right. And then we establish a partnership through the kind of um, succeeding together with the customer. So it's a customer-centric partner model, you can say. Yeah, so it's based on customer mm -hmm. demand, essentially. 
Yes. And that way we can manage our third party or kind of the DNV independent role that it's a customer that asks for connectivity. They ask for kind of us to play with their vendor of choice. That way we can uh, keep our integrity. Actually, something that's coming through here a lot is this neutrality. It seems to be something that's very important in terms of veracity. Am I correct in saying that? It's very important. And that has to do with the role that the enemy is playing in industry as a third party, uh, independent yeah, class society. As long as Rasset is part of the DNV brand, we have to play by those rules and make sure that we don't interfere with that trust model. I can see why that's very important. We touched a little bit on sort of modeling there. You've got a lot of new technologies coming up, new fuels, so forth. Can you perhaps give our listeners a bit more of a picture of how Veracity can help in modeling new solutions going forward for your customers? First point is that we run on the cloud. And these clouds, we run on, on Microsoft, but again, it could be in Amazon or Google. On these clouds, you have all the latest data science and all the latest analytical tools to build models. It's a great playground for innovation, but it requires data. A cloud with analytics tools with no data and data that you can at least trust or have some kind of certainty on, on quality, it's kind of worthless. So again, I talked about you know data at scale, as we are a platform with data at scale, with uh, customers consenting to, to allow DNV and others to model. We can then uh, use that technology, open source and also proprietary tools to create models. And this emissions prediction calculator is one of these tools. The reason I highlighted is I think the ambition there is to really be one of the leading tools to predict the future emissions for maritime shipping. And that is needed. So in a sense, I think having a few very powerful tools, it's kind of our strategy. And then you need data at scale. The emissions predictor you're talking about there, how does that work? What sort of information would your customer get from that and be able to use to make their future decisions? On the voyage level, they will get kind of the predicted emissions that can be used to take decisions on uh, type of trade, of course, routes, also types of ships that's needed or preferred or different options they can play a scenario game so if you're doing your decarbonization plan and uh, your business plan you know looking at your fleet you can use that tool with your own algorithms and your own business models to basically add a data foundation for emissions going into your business plan and the way we're thinking about this is that we're trying to be really good on the emissions from ships and stop there allow our customers to build it into their business framework and their business analytics because all companies have different drivers and strategies. And it's provided as an API, so it's kind of flexible in the way you, you use it. Okay, so it's how you use it is sort of customer dependent. Quite a lot of ground. Just to sort of wrap this up, Veracity has been around for five years. What lies ahead for the next five years? I know that's quite a long time in the world of technology. It's uh, looking into the future. I see a wave of um, services and the tools around uh, decarbonization or, or shipping. So even though we talk about it, I, I think it's only just started. Then we will uh, we'll invest in this area on our services. And uh, I see uh, a lot of companies are investing internally and also a lot of the vendors are investing. So around emissions and reducing the carbon footprint of the industry, it's definitely a key area. If you look at this from the company side, you know, Having integrated data value chains, systems that integrates, driving automation, especially around reporting, 
reducing the cost of the reporting because that's it's going to be a uh, complex and driving cost i think will be uh, a key use case and as we mentioned you know using smart algorithms and data you can trust tactical and, and strategic decision making will be very important of course those that can provide those offerings they will have a position we also see the integration between on vessel on board and the on shore operation i think will improve we see that uh, the integration between on board and on shore operation will uh, continue to uh, continue and better decision tools will be made available for the on board crew on the remote witness we believe that with covid accelerating remote surveys remote witness we've seen this is here to stay the tooling will improve and most likely this will be part of the normal way of inspecting ships maybe not for all surveys but for those that are fit for using digital technologies and computer vision and again uh, remote services from companies like Envy will um, potentially have even more value because we can source kind of the findings inspection results to the experts sitting wherever they sit in expert centers and uh, deliver better services to the customers at a low cost. Mikael, thank you so much for taking the time today to appear on the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for listening to the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on an app of your choice. We look forward to joining you next week on another episode of the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Until then, stay safe.